Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. We got a note for you, breaking news. On, I am uh, ready, sir. The breaking news on the horse, uh, Justify. Oh, no, 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 don't tell me. Well, frequent emailer Kelsey said that, you know, he... he Never, he's an orphan. You said he's I an said orphan. I said he's an orphan. He is an orphan. Yeah. And now he requ- well, he's requesting now that other horses call him Heinrich. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. yes, oh, okay. Yeah. By the way. And I today would, would have been John Mariucci's 102nd birthday. Really? Happy birthday, I wrote a column two years ago on Marouche's 100th birthday that was fantastic because I have always said. If you could take me back in time anywhere as a sports writer, it would be Cortina, Italy, 1956, the night Marouche beats Canada Mm -hmm. to go to the gold medal game in Cortina, Italy as the coach in 56. Uh, and I would have still been drinking. Okay, mm-hmm. I would have had. I wouldn't right, want to be sober, right Pat. I would want to be hard drinking, Pat, <laughs> to try to keep up with Marouche on the night that he beat the hated Canadians. Yep. He hated the Russians. I mean, he hated the Canadians a lot more than he hated the Russians. You know, not mm-hmm. he because the they were getting those uh, tier one juniors down mm-hmm. here to play against him. But I tell you, the, I got to tell you the, my favorite Marouche story. They're flying over to Cortina on a plane that uh, includes the figure skating team, the hockey team and the figure skating team. And they have been training in the same place, I believe, in Colorado Springs. So Marouche knows all the figure skaters, right? Mm -hmm. And this one young gal that Marouche knows comes by and he kind of grabs, squeezes her on on the arm or Mm -hmm. something like that. And some little figure skating coach comes roaring up out of the back of the plane, you big brute, keep your hands off her, and blah, 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 and Marouche threatens to kill him. And uh, that's that's on the plane. Well, they get off the plane, they patch it up, and the guy turns into Marouche's drinking buddy for the next dinner, and they're just carousing all over Cortina. They, the figure skaters skate, and the hockey players play, and then him and Marouche go out and have the time of their lives, I guess. It was uh, great. So. That's back when the Olympics were the Olympics. Yes, they were. Well, we had eight sports. Yeah. You know, then they could fly on one plane basically to get the team over there. They didn't invent all these goofy. Who'd they lose sports. to in the gold medal game? Russia beat them. Yeah. Oh yeah, the first time Russia won. That's the first time, huh? Yep, they were just start. I believe it was the first. They were just starting to become the powerhouse, but the uh, U.S. beat Canada. And uh, John Manisich, I think, had the first goal. Was it Johnny? Who? Somebody flipped the puck up in the air, and the goalie. From Canada, lost it in the lights, mm-hmm. and it went in over. It went in over his back and oh. fell in. And the U.S. Hey, and they ended up winning the winning the game. So anyway, uh, Tom Brady yes. has sunk a little on my. What What do he do now? Well, he and the wife. Okay. They They showed up yesterday at the Met Gala. That's the biggest party of the year in the fashion world. Okay, it's at the sure. New York City's Metropolitan yes. Museum of Art. Okay. Museum of Art. Yes. I it's, will say this about... Is it Fashion about, Week right now? Is it Fashion Week? It has week? nothing to do with Fashion okay. Week. It's the oddest story I've ever seen. It's, okay. It was a celebration called Heavenly Bodies, Fashion, and the Catholic Imagination. 
And so these, you know, Katie Price types are showing up dressed in provocative clothing. You got Cardinal Dolan standing there. Okay. I don't get the whole... But we're raising money for Catholic charities or something like that. I'll tell you this though about Giselle. Yes. She knows how to be photographed. Okay. She's looking... She knows how to be photographed. Okay. (laughs) But he is wearing... uh, And you had to really come up with goofy stuff to wear. He's wearing a... Barocco embroidered Versace suit with gold designs on the lapels. Uh-huh. And the Twitter users went crazy and said, he looks like a dragon slayer or an accountant for a mariachi band or the villain in a James Bond movie. Because <laughs> it's the damnedest. Well, you know who picked it out for him. It wasn't him. Giselle yeah. made him wear it, of course. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like the accountant for a mariachi band. Let me see the picture. Let yeah. me see how he's looking. Yeah, it's the Met, the Met Gala. Uh huh. That's a big gala, isn't it, man? It really is. Yeah. Well, oh, I thought it would be even worse. You know, if you were tasked, you know, I've always been partial to those type of dresses, though. The one Giselle's the one, wearing, the, the the leg, the, where the one leg is. You get a little kind of shot of the leg. Yeah. Get the get the leg. Yeah, I, I've always been. Well, you know. When a, when on supermodels, I've right. always thought those look you, look good on supermodels. You know, I'm wondering too, Joe and Rook. I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but if you were tasked with the job of being an accountant for a mariachi band, I mean, what kind of budget are you working with? <laughs> Pretty slim, huh? Yeah, it's probably not that, that grand. I don't know. Yeah, what's our to, income? You'd have to forty six bucks. The, right. You'd have to drop them off at the Mexican restaurant. Uh, you know, I love Mexican food. It's one of my favorites. Oh. But I can't tell you how many times I've turned around and walked out when they had a band in there. Well, what year was, was it? going to go to the table. What? And you had to give them five. I remember once giving them five bucks when I walked in and said, don't come to our just, table. Just Here's stop playing. Yeah. Stay away. What yeah. year was it, Pat, that we got you to dress? Uh, was it the Teresa's? Sombrero? Yeah, Teresa's about was two, three years ago. We wore the sombrero. Sombrero. Here's a guy who took a look at Brady's outfit and says he looks like a Vegas magician who who performs in the back of a discount hot tub showroom. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one said he looks like the inside of a fancy hotel. Yeah, but he's got Giselle standing next to him. So that's, yep. uh, that's, that's And good. we don't. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good, right there. So you can have her, uh, really? Oh, well, mm-hmm. why not? Well, the thing about her is, you know, Tom's playing to age forty-two. He's not doing it for the money. She makes more than he does, right? So he's a, uh, you know, they. I think their children want for nothing. That's what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your? Twins, you, don't think the, you don't think the parents are putting together a vacation, going? It's over. Boy, hey, I wonder. Look who finished up. Look who gets the hold. Husey finished up. Hmm. Seven to one. They win today. I didn't get to watch the entire game today, gentlemen. But yesterday, they played perfect baseball. Really? Perfect in the field. Made every play. Eddie Rosario made a game-saving play right off the bat. They played great in the field. They moved the runners around when they had their scoring chances. Uh, except for when Bobby Wilson tried to score, and Bobby's speed is not his. Uh, I'm sorry, but number. he's now my guy, Bobby <laughs> Wilson. <is> Bobby Wilson <laughs> uh, was uh, tried to score, and they pitched like crazy. They really played great, and they couldn't have played too bad today because the Cardinals sent their ace out after them, and they win seven to one. So now they're only two games under 500. Yes, 15 and 17, five in a row. You know, Pat, Joe brought this up earlier, and he's 100% right. It's not a coincidence that they're playing better with Miguel Sano, not with the club. I didn't say that necessarily. I said it won't break my heart if I don't see him again. Well, here's the deal. The, The problem is they signed Morrison, 
to be their DH, mm-hmm. which means they cannot then use Miguel full-time at the only position that he can play, which is DH. Because mm-hmm. you are so much better with Escobar playing third yeah. and a- Adrianza or whoever playing short, short. It's not even close. There's no sense in having that big lug in the field. He's a DH. And they thought having him play in the field would cause him to get in better shape. Mm-hmm. Since they did that, he's gained 25 or 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. yeah, Muscle? <laughs> no, maybe not. This muscle right is here. Is he just a voracious you eater? Know, they call this Cinderella fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Miguel says. Is he just a big eater? <laughs> I have no idea. I think he might like his craft beers, too. I, I don't maybe know. Maybe a late-night ice cream? I don't know what he does. I, I have no idea what he does. Maybe he just says bad metabolism. Mm-hmm. Always on the go, eating at different hours. Yes, you're on the it, road. It could be. But not you know, a lot of guys gain weight during the season. An athlete should back. not have a yeah. metabolism problem, should he? He should be getting that thing going, right? 100%. Yeah. Yep, 24-7. Okay, so finish your thought. If, if, if DH is where he should be, what's going to happen? You got Morrison no, to do I, that. I have no idea what they're going to do. I, you won't see him for a month. You know, well, Reavers pointed out they went on the streak at the end of last year when he oh, was yeah, in the lineup. They played, well, they had started playing okay in August, but he left in the middle of August, and they were better. Escobar was fantastic. Escobar's a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they, you just, when a ground ball is hit to that side of the infield, now you don't think it's you know, it's going to get through because the guy can't move to his left. It's If it gets through, it's a legitimate hit. Mm-hmm. With Escobar playing third, that's his best position, too. He can play some shorts. See the catch Rosario same. made last yeah, night? Yeah, terrific. Unbelievable. He took a home run away from the yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's something. Mm-hmm. Show and go, baby. So no Buxton, <laughs> no Sano. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no. Buxton will uh, be activated and play Thursday. My guy Ryan Lamar will probably end up yeah. getting sent back. You know what I, I love, though, about big Bobby Wilson? <laughs> you said this earlier. He's going up there looking for one pitch in one zone, and well, he's hacking, baby. Well, <laughs> last night he was smart enough to know all he needed to do was hit a sacrifice fly, and if he sat there and took strike one, he'd never get a pitch to hit. So he just waited, and boom, he got the Got a pitch, and all he wanted to do was hit a fly ball, and he did it. So, he's a character. I had a couple of talks with him in spring training. He's a, he's been around forever, and he's a he's a beauty, and looks like a catcher. Uh, Rook, why don't you take us to a quick break? Winnipeg couldn't get it done at home. Oh, got whop for all. I'm I'm pessimistic now. Go Jets, but I don't know. Yeah, they got to play at Nashville, Nashville now. Game little... seven Thursday night. Did you guys see Are you Ronick? going? Are you going to any of the games, Reeves? No, not this oh, round. Okay. Did you guys see Ronick? By the way, no. He was dressed in the the all white garb, white face paint with the giant wig. Last night in the for crowd. For the Jets? Yeah, for the Winnipeg okay. trying, He never played there. I don't think so. He just, just He's just trying to, to fit in, yeah, be part of, of the okay. atmosphere, that whole okay. deal. Well, yeah, it's too bad. They uh, would have been uh, would have been nice. But Nashville's better than them, but you know, 
Game seven, historically, the home team is about 50 50. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, well, they haven't. I don't. Was that their first loss in that building in the postseason? Postseason? I don't know. Well, they didn't lose to this team. So. Washington was able to close it out in oh, yes. Pittsburgh. What a streak. Uh, the What was the streak? 16 games that Washington teams had played that they could have advanced to a either a conference final mm-hmm. uh, that they lost, all the four teams. The, the 16 games, the Nationals, the uh, Wizards, the Redskins and the Caps had, had played where, okay, if you win, you advance to mm-hmm. a conference final mm-hmm. or a league final. They'd lost them in a row. Isn't this the oh. first time the Caps have been in the conference final since 91? 98, I thought. 98? 98, yeah. yes. Oh. And they've had some bad losses. And one coach who was in on they many of those. probably weren't even in 20. One of, uh, Brucey. One, one coach was <laughs> in on several of those was Brucey, yep. yes. So uh, quite a comeback, considering the Caps started this run by losing the first two at home, right in the first round. Mm-hmm. Who beat them two? Who who beat them two in a row at home to start the last round? They lost the first two at home because I remember taunting Chris Long. Was it about the Devils? It. No, I can't no, it wasn't the I Devils. The Devils got beat by the Lightning. Bad. So I'll pull it up. Yeah, we have to know that. Yeah, they lost their first two games at home, and I'm not sure against them. It wasn't Philadelphia. Was it? Uh, not sure. Not sure. Reeves is looking it up. Don't know. Columbus. Yeah, the, no, the Blue Jackets. Columbus. 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 They Columbus. lost the first two at home, right? Mm-hmm. The Penguins beat the Flyers. That's who played uh, the Flyers. Yep. Yeah. How'd the Wild come out? I can't remember. How'd the yeah. Wild come out? No, yeah. no, no. It was a fun night in Winnipeg, though. Yeah. <laughs> By the way... Uh, uh, turmoil with our Timberwolves. Uh, they had to. Uh, I'll say they ran off an assistant uh, coach today, Rick Brunson, apparently for uh, sexual improprieties or aggressiveness with uh, various uh, uh, females over there, including one media member. We don't know who. And uh, a few years ago, he got off a. He he actually went to trial for a sexual assault and got off it. And the Timberwolves uh, brought in and then Tim. Tim Thibodeau brought him in a couple of years ago, so uh, there'll probably be some uh, questions to be answered. Was he playing about this. Come in Rangoon or something? Or? Don't know. I don't know what he was doing. Don't mm-hmm. don't know how. Uh, but he's not the only guy they dumped. Well, they got rid of three other people, but those weren't really assistant coaches. Those were more staff helpers. But they got rid of the AV guy from the, the AV video club. Guy, yeah, we're going to turn it Why? around now. That's what yeah. nobody can understand. Yeah, what did that guy do? Guy? Maybe he did not have worked the cassette machine. Yeah, he could. Uh, you know, I I don't know. They maybe the boss didn't like him. I don't. They also got rid of a player personnel player. The shooting coach. I would have fired him too. The way that team shot, I would have fired him. He might right, not right. have anything to do with them, but I would have fired right. him. They're not they shooting enough shoot. threes. We can, that's tell the me, one we could explain. You mean they to tell shoot. me they got a shooting coach? Well, they need a shooting coach. I guess you I mean, they're out there. Joe. Shooting is very important in basketball. I understand How's that. It has proved if that. you throw the ball up there and it doesn't go in, you're going to lose. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, but you're supposed to know how to shoot. Wait they, should, they should bring in Rookie as a consultant. <laughs> the double you pump layout. Yeah, go. uh, Guys, it goes pumper. like this. People will not believe that you can do that to your body every time. Carl Anthony still... Towns takes his game yeah. to the next level, yes. courtesy of the double pump. one of these guys was a buddy of Towns, but that's got to have nothing to do with it. Isn't People. this an odd baseball schedule to play a day game today with an off day tomorrow? Uh, I could explain that whole thing to you, how this came about. Oh. Okay. We had the 18 interleague games, okay? Mm-hmm. And they had it set up so that if you were the Mets, you had the Yankees and you would play three games in one park and three in the other. And then they changed, they had 16 teams in the American League and 14 teams in the National League. Then they decided to put 15 teams in each league and have interleague play. Uh, all season long, throughout the entire schedule. And you would then, if you were the Twins, the American League Central, one year you would play the five teams from the National League East. Next year you would play the five teams from the National League Central. Next team you'd play the five teams from the National League West. This would have meant that, that then you would not have had Two out of three years, you would not have played your rival more than a three-game series. You would not have played your rival uh, home and away. I'm sorry, I brought you would, up. You, okay, you're the Yankees. You're in the East. Here we go. You're playing the uh, you're playing the National League uh, National League Central. That's 15 games, three three series, three times five, 15. You got that. I got. You're that. only playing 18. So you only got time. Right? You only got room for one series with the Mets. Yeah, that's a lot of math. So you'd be in Yankee Stadium one year and the New York descents uh, the other, and this Fred, whatever his name is, is a big buddy of Seelig's, and he whined like crazy. He wanted to have the Yankees in his ballpark every year. So then they changed it to twenty games, okay. and they came up with these two two game series system, which is idiotic. Hmm? But we did it. Because Bud wanted to take care of one of his buddies. Sports Talk will return in just a moment. And now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. Well, stocks bounced around quite a bit today. We had some gains. We had declines. And at the end of the day, the market was nearly flat. The Dow Jones Industrial Average gained two points, closing at 24,360. The Nasdaq Composite added just one point, while the S&P 500 fell less than one point. A health advocacy group says the U.S. is facing a growing national shortage of EpiPens and other allergic reaction treatments called epinephrine auto-injectors. People surveyed by the group reported back orders at pharmacies in major cities, extended delays in refilling prescriptions, and having to shop around at multiple pharmacies. The FDA said drug maker Mylan has continued to report adequate supply of EpiPens, but will monitor the situation. First, we had electric cars, then electric SUVs and trucks, and soon it will be RVs. Winnebago's first plug-in RV models are intended to be used locally for things like mobile classrooms, outreach vehicles, and blood mobiles i'm bruce vale with your money now on 1500 espn okay thank you bruce we're gonna let you go and check traffic here and uh, we're seeing the typical nonsense 
in the usual areas. This report sponsored by Wendy's northbound 35W, of course, troublesome. County C up to 694. Westbound 10 all bound up in Hardin Hills. County 96 up to 35W. And then westbound 10 also seeing bodacious brake bumping already between the Foley redneck bottleneck, the RNB as we call it, and uh, Main Street up in Anoka. It's already a 20-minute drive, 35W to 169. Try the Wendy's Southwest Avocado Chicken Salad and the Southwest Avocado Chicken Sandwich. It's made with creamy avocados, Southwest Ranch, crispy applewood smoked bacon, and pepper jack cheese. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, we got we got we got a little distraction going in here, Uh-oh. so go get him, buddy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's Wait, in that room or in this one? Yeah, I'm available. Know. Distractions everywhere. I think this is going to set a record for the number of times that rookie makes Kenny upset. That's my prediction. <laughs> it's cloudy and 68 degrees. The Twins defeat the St. Louis Cardinals, fifth in a row, fifth win in a row for the Twins. Uh, the final tonight, uh, today, seven to one. Robbie Grossman a two-run double. Eduardo Escobar two. Run home run. Oh, Eddie goes deep again, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I missed that. Number. That victory wow. uh, results in what cliche? I have no idea. The it's, happy flight. Oh, yeah, right. Oh. The happy flight. You got to have the happy This uh, Twin Cities live show we're watching off the air. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's <laughs> live, right? Right now? Yes. Yeah. So I could walk yeah. down there and I could wipe all of that crap off the table onto the floor sure. and walk out of there. <laughs> you could. And you it, could. Would, it would make it on the air. <laughs> yeah, well, I would. It'd be a fun last day of yes. work. Yeah, if that's yeah. what you, you know. Oh, no, I got to look. Okay. Okay. They're yeah. making food it's, of someone. It's okay. nonsense. Stop doing that stuff. Healthy, it's healthy stuff, is it? it uh, it's ricotta cheese and spread, crushed okay. peas on bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. You know, the, the wife was on a healthy diet. These, go. She got put on a healthy diet a few days ago. Eh, How's that going? Eh, she's doing fine, oh. but I just don't like all that stuff in the refri- taking up space in the refrigerator. <laughs> Where are my Diet Cokes? Yeah. Where is the leftover much? spaghetti? Yeah, you know, does she traditionally fix dinner or lunch, that sort of thing for you? So does this no, mean she's I now tradi- fixing you healthy no, meals? No, 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 hell no. Oh, she wouldn't even. No. She usually makes meals for the guys from where the workers at Byerly's when he brings them home. <laughs> Although you're the curator for the BLTs in the house, are you not? Yes, but those are off the menu. Now, oh no, so bacon's even... good for you. Yeah, but not when you make the ricey one, where you got to have peanut butter on the toast then. Too. And sixteen <laughs> slices of bacon. <laughs> Two is not really enough. No. Twins now move on it's to like the West Bourbon. bacon, two sandwiches. Right, right. <laughs> my, my wife's line is, uh, this probably isn't on your diet, but here you go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's trying to kill me. Fatten really, up, honey. Really, really good food. <laughs> yeah, and I have no willpower, so I mm. dive right in. <laughs> Twins, Twins with tomorrow off, they then head to the West Coast where they will play the Angels over oh, the weekend. Oh, no, they're not. They don't then head to the West Coast. They're heading now. They'll yeah. be in the plane sure. in about an hour. They'll be in. They'll be in uh, Anaheim by seven. They'll be at Newport Beach by nine. They'll have a good time tomorrow. Lots of golf tomorrow. News notes from today: A former Eden Prairie figure skating coach accused of sexually abusing a teen figure skater pleaded not guilty this morning to five counts of criminal sexual conduct. Forty-seven-year-old Thomas Incantalupo entered the pleas in Hennepin County Court. 
Prosecutors allege in Catalupo abused a figure skater for at least two years, starting when she was 14. He's facing one count of first-degree criminal sexual conduct, four counts of third-degree criminal sexual conduct. According to the complaint, the abuse started in 2015 when Incantalupo coached for the Eden Prairie Figure Skating Club. The club has since revoked his coaching privileges. St. Catharines University expects to cut about 50 people from its faculty and staff in an effort to reflect oh, no. recent changes in enrollment and programs. In other words, their enrollment's down? Is that what they're telling us? The I cuts. think their enrollment is steady, but they have so many international students, I think they give away a lot of aid. Mm. So they might not be getting a lot of tuition. What was the controversy that came up with them not too long ago? Well, the president rejected all the women who showed up for the leadership conference because they weren't black. Oh, yeah. They're all white. That's right. What are you going to do, huh? Yeah. The cuts will come as St. Kate's <laughs> officials review expenses. You and the need- that? No, we had a little fun with that. <laughs> and the need to right-size academic programs as part of what they're calling a 10-year strategic plan. And after comparing President Saint of that Kate's college to- couldn't manage the third shift at an Arby's. <laughs> Actually, uh, she does. The one up on Snelling and <laughs> Shefford, that's a stone's throw away. Is that what else- a ridiculous position she took. I, I can't imagine. I can understand why the school's in trouble. Is that also the place where Barney Fife shot himself? And yep. Blint, yeah, yeah, that's right. Out in the woods, yeah. Yeah. and then the gal started the fire, the little basket fire. Oh, yeah, yeah. jihadist. Yep. Isn't that where we also had a? Uh, we had a big show there, didn't we? At St. Northrop Auditorium, we had Long the big uh, time ago. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, who Saint, was that? Was it Sean Hannity? Yeah, uh, it was Hannity. Yeah. And also on the St. Kate's <laughs> campus, just off of Juno. And Fairview, if you dig deep enough, you will find Steve Mikulski's dirty underwear after his paper route because he had a little accident. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just this, didn't quite. this guy's got a life to live. Why he do you always look him up? Yeah. Right. I bet when they were digging up for those new apartments, they said, Larry, look at this. <laughs> Sure, Steve's happy he's shared what? that story. Yeah, Steve didn't quite make it home. Uh, Why would he delivering bury him? papers on that? Uh, Why would he bury him? I think he. It's, I mean, he really, the it's the environmentally friendly thing to do. Yeah. So uh, I mean, did he think he was going to grow a tree? I, I don't think he was thinking at the time. I think he was thinking, I'm not going to make John it home with the newscast. I, so I can go you one worse. John, I just won't save himself. Listen, I can go one worse. It happened yes. in my neighborhood last week. My neighbor reported. To me, he was looking out his front window. My brother was over there. <laughs> a lady, a lady's walking her toddler, tiny little no. kid, oh. down the street. Oh no! Throws all, the diaper just in the. All of a sudden, she stops, takes the kid's pants off, picks the kids up, the kid up. So she's a, the kid is kind of cradled in her arm, one arm under the back, yeah. one arm under the knee. The kid proceeds to do a number two on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. The the uh, they finish it up. The lady wipes her hand on the grass, hey. and they walk away. <laughs> oh, wow! So Didn't even bag no- it up. <laughs> and right. then and then my neighbor goes, "Let's walk around front. I want to show you something." So we walk around to the front of his house. He goes. What do you see over there on the corner? There's a little tiny construction site where the city's working on a curb and gutter oh, or something. Oh, porta potty! Right there on the corner, a porta potty. You gotta be kidding! Uh, right there. Well, I can't hold that against you. Okay. You ever want to go into one of those porta potties? <laughs> uh, as opposed to wiping that with my hand, I would go in the porta potty. Uh, uh, the Hannity thing, though, at St. Kate's was one of my proudest moments when I said to all those Republicans, gay marriage, what do you think? You all for it here? <laughs> I think I asked Georgie that night on stage what she had on under her dress. <laughs> 
She had given me some anti-anxiety medicine. Why did we have Sean, Sean Hant? Did we have him on our air? Guys. He was appearing. He did a speech or something at uh, not. Uh, what is it on sync? Not Northrop. Um, O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. We O'Shaughnessy were, uh, Auditorium. You might recall we had a little right-wing tint to our uh, broadcast. Uh, yeah, but right I don't think there. we had him. No, but we had Rush. But no, he filled we, the auditorium. No, we had him yeah, on the air. Hannity was on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I recall that. <laughs> Joe for a million dollars. You know, that's where I was walking in the front row, and I saw an old lady, and she looked familiar to me, and I asked her who she was. And I said, are you Sister Mary Ellen? She was my second grade teacher, and she remembered me, and she said, what do you do now? And she said, you're the one that's on the radio. Oh, mm-hmm. that was very charming. It's not mm-hmm. a great story, but Sister it Mary really, Ellen really wasn't. You're right. Right wing, you're right. A right wing nun. Yeah, that's, let's go, sis. And, and if right. I remember right, right after that, you, me, and a couple of other people oh, no. went back to your house and got plowed. <laughs> we did. We went on the, uh, on the uh, garage, on the, on the deck on the garage. <laughs> and anyway, John. Yes. As expected, President oh, Trump. Loud. <laughs> President Trump declaring today. Let's go get that underwear. Pulling the U.S. out of the Let's Iran nuclear somewhere. deal. Georgie changed her clothes in my truck. <laughs> she changed clothes in the front seat of my truck. Ooh. President's announcement, while long anticipated and widely telegraphed, puts America's relations with European allies into uncertainty. They've committed, of course, of staying in the deal, raising the prospect of a diplomatic and economic clash as the U.S. reimposes uh, sanctions on Iran. In a joint statement after President Trump's announcement, President Emmanuel Macron of France, Prime Minister Theresa May of Britain, Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany urged Iran to continue to meet its obligations under the deal despite the American withdrawal. also raises the prospect of increasing tensions with Russia and China, which are also parties. Too. You know, Kenny, it's just a short walk down to Randolph. They put him right in the corner. <laughs> just a week after the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences gave Bill Cosby and Roman Polanski the boot per its new standards of conduct, the 84-year-old director is threatening to take legal action to reverse that decision. In a letter to the Academy's president, John Bailey, Polanski's attorney, explained the decision was made in violation of the organization's standards of conduct, as well as California state law. He says Polanski should have been given a fair hearing in which he could explain his side of the story before being expelled. Uh, Polanski, of course, uh, won the Academy Award for he Best Director. He could explain his side, but he couldn't do it in Hollywood, right? He's, isn't he still in France? He's, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. You want to sue, though, to stay in a Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah I don't know. And it no. dims it, doesn't it? Yeah. John, are you done? Ah, uh, sure. What if they throw you out of the paddock? Are you going to sue? They should, based on this. <laughs> you know, I was looking back on that last segment. I didn't. I didn't finish one news story. Oh, okay. I just uh, by the time they got three, well, they weren't that in. interesting. I didn't finish all my stories either. <laughs> well, I thought the one about possible nuclear holocaust was uh, interesting so in omaha nebraska when kendra jackson first got her runny nose she thought it was a cold symptom but it continued in fact it continued for years along with other symptoms including coughing sneezing and headaches everywhere i went she told ketv i always had a box of puff stuff uh, stuffed in my pocket it was like a waterfall continuously doctors kept telling her she had a lot of allergies and she thought it was more Finally, she got an answer. It was diagnosed. She has a brain fluid leak. I don't do that. (laughs) Diagnosed with cerebrospinal fluid leak at Nebraska Medicine. Fluid from her brain 
was leaking out. How much did she have in there? She must have really been a brilliant person at one time. <laughs> How do you stop it? You know, leaking. that sounds totally made up. <laughs> it's not. The story. Not, I've heard no, of this. I'm yeah. not, no. I've, I've heard, heard of this. You can get this. Thumbs down. I'm what rejecting. happened to her, John? They plug it up somehow? They did. The uh, team uh, discovered Jackson was losing about a half pint of her cerebral spinal fluid per day through the nose. The team was able to go in through her a nose. A half pint? Mm-hmm. That's what a lot. One inch tall. That's a lot. Yeah, obviously, you must continue to make this stuff, Well, yeah, right? it, it yeah, continues to. Otherwise, you'd be out by now, I would think. The team was able to go Is in. Is it valuable? Can you sell it? <laughs> Obviously, you need some, pal. Oh, the team was able to go in through Jackson's nose, use angled cameras and instruments to use her fatty tissue to plug up the hole between her skull oh. and nostrils that was allowing the leak. She said her symptoms started a couple years after she suffered head trauma in a car accident, hitting her face on the dashboard. Uh, she said, before this new surgery, I couldn't sleep. I was like a zombie. But now, I don't have to carry tissue around anymore, and I'm getting lots Good. of sleep. I think that's well, a that, that's great, story, but now I got Johnny. a question. We're... She was so accustomed to having this fluid leave her body. Yeah. Now her head's going to be about the size of a Volkswagen. <laughs> My head. Yeah, he brings up a good que- now question. Now where's it supposed to go? Where does it normally well, go? I, probably doesn't reproduce. Yeah, John, where? Do I look like a doctor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you made the story up. You could make I didn't up make up the story. <laughs> Get your smock on and tell us what's going on. <laughs> In Racine, Wisconsin, a woman uh, stopped. Home of uh, Craig Leopold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stopped at the new BP gas station. And 90% of the meth produced in Wisconsin also. John, and Johnson Wax. Stopped at the new BP gas station. It's at the corner of West Rhine Road and South Howell Avenue in Oak Creek. The problem is she filled up her car, but the gas station's not open yet. Mm-hmm. She pumps really? six gallons of gas <laughs> into her vehicle. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would call everybody I know. <laughs> Well, they had not set the pumps yet, so she was charged more than sixty dollars mm-hmm. for the six gallons of gas. Wow. Oh, she was still charged. When the woman went into the store to complain about <laughs> the amount there. of well, no, there was a clerk there. They were putting the building together, basically. Uh-huh. Clerk told her that the gas station wasn't open yet for business. Uh, she went just before noon on May fourth, bought six point four six gallons of gasoline at nine ninety nine per gallon. This is almost Joe. Who was the guy that had the reverse drive off? <laughs> <laughs> The woman told the clerk and later the police that she didn't realize the price sign wasn't on, nor that the store was not open. She said she realized the price was nine ninety nine a gallon and stopped filling her vehicle at that point. <laughs> that was a good good move. Police told the woman uh, she'll have to dispute the charge on her credit card and also with her bank because they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Do any of you guys prepay or do the uh, the pay at the pump deal? Sometimes I never do. We all do. Why well, cash because only? I've never paid at the pump. There's one guy and I'm not in America that doesn't. And me. Why would you go inside? Because you know that those credit card readers are the number one ripoff joints in the world, right? Oh, who cares? <laughs> Jeez. I only go where I'm allowed to just pump. And go in and pay. Attaboy. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Grandpa. Um, I'm getting some uh, phone messages uh, from my brother Steve. Oh, no. <laughs> a couple different ones. Gee, thanks, Matt. He said, didn't hear it, but my phone sure is busy. And he says, I think at this point the socks and underpants would have blended with Mother Earth. Yeah. And it was about 1973. Oh, socks, so, too, huh? So yeah, it really was yeah, a problem. He really, yeah. he really wow. made a mess. He had a bad yeah. day. So not even the poor listen to this show. <laughs> well, that was Steve. That's the older okay, one. Okay. He's the He's dumb one. The poor. He's Paul's, the dumb one. Paul's the poor. Paul's the poor. Okay. He needed a towel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
A Florida woman. <laughs> and a garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> a Florida woman was arrested this past Friday after cops said she falsely called 911 twice, claiming a medical emergency when uh, what she actually needed was just some beer. I desperately okay. tried to find the audio on this. Uh-huh. I did too, actually. <laughs> Turns out Jennifer Sue Roberts' emergency was just a need for beer. The 57-year-old called 911 twice just after 12 noon and just before 4 p.m., claiming she had a medical emergency. According Mm -hmm. to the Tampa Bay Times, uh, she reportedly appeared intoxicated when paramedics Mm -hmm. arrived after the second call. Dallas County Sheriff's Office records indicate Roberts, who also reportedly goes by the name Jennifer Sue Sunday, mm-hmm. has been accused numerous times of dialing 911 mm-hmm. without an emergency. Uh, this time, according to the affidavit, she just told police she needed some beer. Okay. All I got is these All beers. All I got <laughs> is this beer. I kind of like that story. What's Kenny? her first? Still what's like her sec, What's her uh, pseudonym? Uh, Jennifer Sue Sunday. That's, That's a, a good name. That's Jennifer good. Sue Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ian McEwen. Sounds like she'd read your uh, poems, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Not Ian, if you saw her picture. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want her to read your poems. Uh, Ian McEwen is a novelist, apparently of some note. You know mm-hmm. him, Joe? Yeah. yeah. You're aware of him? Yeah. Okay, of I, don't, I don't know him. I, I don't know him. Huh. Oh, of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We're awfully feisty today. Over here. <laughs> we really are. I tell you. Uh, Ian uh, is telling the story about once he had to help his son do his homework. Mm-hmm. The assignment? was based on one of McEwen's own novels, and his son received only a C-plus for yes. their mutual efforts. McEwen told the Daily Mail about his work adapting his work on Chesil Beach for the screen. Well, isn't that cheating if you're doing mm-hmm. a book report on your own book? Well, he only got a C-plus. Well, <laughs> toward the end of the piece, the subject turned toward uh, how often McEwen's writing is assigned to students. He shared he's not too sure about that. He said, I always feel a little dubious about people being made to read my books, he says, especially if it's his youngest son, Greg, who was obliged to write an A-level essay on the book Enduring Love. Compelled to read his dad's book, he says, poor guy, I confess I did give him a tutorial, told him what he should consider when he read the book. I didn't read his essay, but it turned out his teacher disagreed with me fundamentally. He ended up with a C+. That's I like when it. Gretzky and his kid yeah. were at the Hockey Hall yeah. of Fame and the kid working the, where you could the citizens could go and take a shot at the net and the kid working there told this uh, Gretzky got to hold the stick, mm-hmm. and Gretzky said, "I think if you look it up, there's about 866 of these in there." <laughs> I uh, wrote a composition for Ryan once, and he got—he was about a ninth grader, and he got a like a C because the sentences were too short. She said, <laughs> "Hey, uh, did you two? I'm to the point. <laughs> yes. Did you two know Al Sickerman at all? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, sure. Was Al. he a normal guy, or was he <laughs> a kind of a, a, a you know left of center kind of weird? I'd say he was a Eclectic, yeah. He I was. had a, he wasn't a bad guy. Though. I had a very in-depth dream this afternoon <laughs> oh, about no. Al Sickerman. I never met him. I didn't know him. <laughs> and, Why would that come? And up? during the, and during the dream, I, I was thinking, man, dude, you are weird. I'm going to hang out with you for a long time. <laughs> And then I woke up, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was a really weird dream. I wonder if Al, in fact, was a little (laughs) weird. Hey, man, you want to bike over and find Steve's underpants? Well, can you put it together in your mind how that came about? 
Uh, I was on 694 investigating some kind of crash, and I came upon Al Sickerman's house. <laughs> and uh, next thing no, I no, walked, no, no, what uh, made you? Why, what, why what, did you what dream? What happened about it? yesterday or today that you would have had him on your mind? I have no idea. I <laughs> I haven't thought about him since I read his obituary last last fall. That's oh weird. my god! That's, That's very but he was uh, in my dream. He was a lovable weirdo. That I, I would love that dream. That I would. I just wanted to spend time with him. <laughs> Jim Cott on baseball, that's always good. And Bob Herrig live from the players, the ESPN golf columnist, will be our this guest This really today. has become essentially a major. Yes, it? it is. Yep. It's a very uh, difficult golf course with a fantastic field. And the only one of the big five that we get to see on the same golf course every year. Uh, I'm, I'm the getting, Masters and that one. I ha, it turns out I have a buddy who's there. I've been getting texts and pictures from the players mm-hmm. all day. Is that right? All day. And is it a bluebird down there? Beautiful, but wind is, uh, going, appears to be howling. Going back to March in 20 or next year, is it? In, or is it 19? I don't know. But it's, it's going, going back, back to, March. to March, and the PGA is going to be in May. Yeah, it's going to be take some getting used to that. Will that's for sure. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's sixty-three degrees. Amazing.